Welcome to episode 133 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. You know, I get asked all the time questions like, is Pilates strength training? Uh, does my Beachbody class count as resistance training? Uh, what about yoga? Is that strength training? That's what we're going to answer today. Well, I'm going to let you answer those questions after we talk about what makes up a good resistance training program. Let's do it. When my kiddos were just wee little ones, I watched a video. It showed a mom sternly reprimanding her preschool age son for running into the street. She was walking behind him on the sidewalk in their neighborhood. And as they went, he went further and further up on ahead. And so she yelled out directions to him to stop at the corner. Well, little Jimmy most assuredly did not stop at the corner. And a frightened mama bear came running up and let out a roar. I told you to stop at the corner. Why didn't you listen? You could get hurt. You have to stop at the corner. And quietly, the little one eked out, what's, what's a corner? And mama's face was stunned, to say the least. Ugh, just heart-wrenching as a mom thinking like, oh, yeah, shoot. This story has always stuck with me, not only as a parent, but as a teacher. A lot of what I do, whether it's on social media or the podcast with my Fitter After 40 and Aging Stronger Society members, a lot of it is teaching. So I try to make sure I'm always defining the corner, so to speak. There's a lot of material to cover when it comes to training and nutrition. And sometimes it helps to take a step back and make sure that you're understanding and nailing the foundational pieces. Someone asked me in a comment on a post I made this week, what even is a progressive resistance training program? And that's what we're gonna cover today. Why is a progressive resistance training program useful to you or why could it be depending on your goals? What makes up a good progressive resistance training program? And then I'm going to answer a question or series of questions I get a lot about what counts as progressive training. Does Pilates count? Does Orange Theory count? Does Beachbody workouts do you know Peloton workouts? What counts as progressive resistance training? Now, the number one thing you should consider when deciding what kind of exercise to do is the outcome you are looking for. The outcome, the goal, determines or should determine the training. If you're looking to get stronger, get more defined, build muscle, prevent age-related losses of bone and muscle mass, then resistance training is going to be key to those results. There's a lot to be said for just moving your body in any old way that you enjoy and have access to. So maybe you love dancing or you love jumping on your mini trampoline or you love swimming. And because you like to do it, you should do it. People in this day and age are by and large far too sedentary. Less than 23% of American adults meet the physical activity guidelines, which in case you don't know what those guidelines are, it's a minimum of 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity or 75 minutes of vigorous intensity uh, activity per week and a minimum of two strength training workouts per week. And we're just not getting anywhere near 
uh, most of us meeting those figures. So any movement is better than no movement. The more specific your goals, the more specific your training needs to be. Getting stronger, building muscle, building stronger muscles and bones, looking defined. These require more than just any old kind of movement. They require resistance training. You're going to hear various names for resistance training, hypertrophy training, strength training. They all refer to training with resistance. So dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, cables, some body weight, strength training. The goal is strength. In hypertrophy training, the goal is muscle building. And there are nuances between the two. The reality is there's massive overlap between the two as well. And your program should likely involve both anyway, if your goal is physique-based as well as healthy, optimal aging. If you're wondering like, what's really the difference between strength training and hypertrophy training? It's the main adaptation that you're seeking. If you're seeking to increase the size of the muscle, that's hypertrophy training, working on growing the muscle. If you're looking to increase the ability of your muscle to produce force, that's strength training. And as I said, there's massive overlap between the two. It used to be that we thought that building muscle was achieved only in the hypertrophy rep range of six to 12 reps. But in more recent years, the research has supported the idea that one can build muscle in all rep ranges. So in the traditionally strength training rep range of that one to five reps, of course, we knew the six to 12 rep range, and even in that 12 to 20 plus rep range. Now, this is provided that the sets are taken close to failure and that you are not training with too small a percentage of what you're capable of lifting, which seems to be right around not less than 20% of your one rep max. And if you're like, how the heck would I even know what that would be? Just kind of sticks the idea that not doing more than 30 reps is a good rule of thumb. Now, when I say 30 reps, by the way, we're going to talk in a little bit what, how you should be performing your reps, how to know, like, is this, am I working with enough intensity? We're going to be talking about that in just a little bit. It's not just hitting a number on a page because it says do 10 reps and I lift something 10 times. Did I really do 10 true reps or 20 or 30 true reps? Now, a training plan built on mostly 30 rep sets would not be most efficient, but you could have some sets in that high of a rep range that can work. I will say that I rarely program sets that high. I mostly stick to sets of under 20 reps and particularly I'd say between five and 15 reps is where the majority of my members are training most of the time. All right, so let's talk about some key aspects of a well executed resistance training program. Number one, it should be performed with a focus on good form. You have to be moving appropriately with good form to work the muscles you're trying to work. Number two, closely related to that, you should be moving through a full range of motion, whatever that is for a particular exercise. Um, you should be working the full range of motion that is accessible to you. Third, you should use enough intensity. This is what I just told you we were going to chat about. What do I mean by intensity? Let's start with what I don't mean by intensity. I don't mean you're hot, you're sweaty, you're tired, you feel like you're going to barf, your heart rate is elevated. 
intensity and lifting enough is what we're talking about. Okay. Lifting heavy enough so that at the end of each set, you could not do more than one, two, possibly three reps more with really good form. That's what I mean when I'm talking about intensity and training. Okay. So I know a lot of women go into the gym and they think like, I need to make this intense enough. And so they're trying to keep moving um, from exercise to exercise to exercise. They're trying to keep their heart rate elevated. They're trying to get sweaty and tired to feel that feeling like somebody's waked the floor with you. And that's not actually the way to measure whether you're working intensely enough. Intensity is going to be looked when you look at a set that you've been given. If you're supposed to do 10 reps, you'll know if you've worked that set with intensity. If when you get to rep 10, it is really challenging. Those last couple of reps, reps nine and 10 should be incredibly hard to do. And you shouldn't be able to do more than one, two, or possibly three more reps. If you can do any more than that, you're not working intensely enough. That's a real big one for um, executing a resistance training program well is intensity. All right, number four, in order to be able to work with that level of intensity, you will need enough rest in between your sets. Minimum 60 seconds. And I know for a lot of people are like, what? I'm gonna wait a whole minute? Frankly, that's on the short side. 90 seconds to two minutes for some exercises, even three to five minutes. That's really for like your main move of the day, your heavy lift, like your you know barbell back squat or your deadlift, um, your chin-ups, those kinds of things, heavy hip thrusts. You could take those more three to five minutes, but a lot of your workout, you should be looking right around two minutes, minimum 60 seconds. And if you're like, I just don't need that much rest, that would be a clue that you're not using enough intensity. You should need the rest time and able to do the next set with a heavy enough weight. All right. And then the last part we're going to talk about here is that your program should be progressive. You should be performing more work over time your body will adapt to the work you've given it to do. And so then you give it more work to do. And then it adapts to that. And then you give it more work to do. There's not just one form of progression. The three most common are increasing your reps, increasing your sets, and increasing your load. In the beginning, when you are newer to training, your focus should really be on increasing that load. Most women who come to me are not lifting nearly heavy enough weight. Well, let me take a step back. First, you should be working on nailing your form and making sure you're moving through a full range of motion. And then you should be focusing on increasing your load. And you're going to think about doing that over the course of weeks. Now, in order to be able to use that kind of progression, you of necessity need to be doing the same workouts repeatedly. You can't lift more in your dumbbell row next week and the week after that and the week after that if you aren't doing the dumbbell row each week. You catch my, my drift? You should be sticking with the same training plan for a minimum of four weeks. And in the beginning, you can go even longer, six 
seven, eight weeks following the same training program. And when I say the same, I'm not saying that every workout you do for four, five, six, seven, eight weeks is going to be the same. There are varying workout splits you can use. A split is just the way you divide up your training across the week. The two most common splits I program are lower body, upper body, full body, and upper, lower, upper, lower. Those are my two most common splits that I program. So when I say do the same training program for four to eight weeks, each of those days would have its own workout that would repeat week over week. So for example, in the case of the lower upper full body split on day one of each week, you would do the same lower body workout for four to eight weeks. Okay. So day one's your lower body. You're going to do that same lower body workout week one, week two, week three, week four, and on up to eight weeks. If you stay with it that long, somewhere between four to eight weeks, same thing with workout two, that's going to be your upper body workout. You're going to do the exact same upper body workout on day two for four to eight weeks. And then the same thing on day three with the full body workout, you would do that same full body workout every week for four to eight weeks. You would start week one by dialing in your form on each one of the exercises, keeping the weight low light enough to really get used to the training program and making sure you're moving through the full range of motion, making sure you know what the exercises are, and then looking to increase the weight you are lifting over the course of those four to eight weeks. That's progression your body will continue to adapt to the work you give it. If you don't give it more work to do, you won't get those adaptations. The adaptations, this is important, the adaptations are the things you're looking to achieve. Getting stronger, building muscle, getting more defined. So if you want those adaptations, you need to give your body more work week to week to adapt to. Okay. So let's turn to the question I get about what counts as progressive resistance training. Does Pilates count? Does Orange Theory count? Do beach body workouts count? What about Peloton workouts? What about body pump? What about um, yoga? What counts? Think about what we have talked about here today to answer those questions. For the workout you have in mind, whichever one of those I just mentioned, or if you're, wait, you're like, wait, it's this other one, Whichever workout you have in mind, ask this. Do you perform the same workout week to week for a minimum of four to eight weeks with that type of program? Whichever one you're doing, okay? Can you, do you do the same program for a minimum of four to eight weeks? Number two, do you take each set in whatever workout you're thinking of close to failure? One to three reps from failure with really good form keeping in mind that you shouldn't be lifting at loads that are super light, that are less than 20% of your one rep max. Okay, is your workout set up to do that? Three, are you using minimum that 60 seconds rest between sets, preferably a bit more for at least some of the workout? Is that how your this particular um, type of training is set up? And then number four, are you progressively overloading? Specifically, are you adding load weight week to week, not every exercise of every set, every single week, 
But especially in the beginning, those first six months or so, you'll be able to add weight a lot week over week. Are you doing that with the workout modality you're trying to use? Is it even set up for you to be able to do that? Now, if the type of workout you were wondering about does not allow for those things that I just asked about, it does not mean that they're useless. They're just not appropriate for the job of building muscle or strength most effectively. So what does this mean for you if you're like, but I love my class and I also really want to build muscle or get strong. Okay. Look for ways to add in dedicated resistance training alongside your class, which will of necessity mean that you do less of your class so that you have the ability to recover fully and the ability to do other things in life besides exercise. So find a schedule that works for you. Ideally, you will be resistance training a minimum of two times per week. Likely, you're going to get better results if you train a minimum of three times per week as far as resistance training. So what if you did that three times per week, followed a dedicated strength training program set up in the way we just talked about here today, meeting those types of requirements. If you did that three times per week, and then you did your favorite class one or two times per week. Is that something you could see working in your life? Give it some thought, consider what your goals are, find what works for you to meet your specific goals, find what works to help you meet the physical activity guidelines and enjoy yourself. All right. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here.